0: back on the mic it feels good it's It's not a bird it's not a plane it's superhero slate it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great like movies tv superheroes
1: it's superhero slate oh yeah hello everyone and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news we
0: love TV, movies, and superheroes. So let's talk it all
1: out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this is a superhero slate review for Marvel's Black Panther, Mike. That's We're right.
0: Here- this isn't just the first uh, review of a movie this year; it is also the first review for a Marvel movie this year. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you saw the trailers and head of this movie, there's a lot of good stuff coming out this year. My wife even leaned over and she was just like, "There's a lot of good movies coming out," and I was like, "I know, right?" So we got a, This is the first Marvel movie of the year, first superhero movie of the year, first superhero slate review of the year. That's right. So we're 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 kicking it off right. I'd like to say I don't know if I'm kind of showing my cards already, but we kicked it off right.
1: Well, it sounds like we're we're setting some records for the year kind of like what we're going to talk about this movie did for the world all around of all time so Mm -hmm. i mean there's there's a lot of firsts going on here and i'm i i I guess if if to to show my cards as well i'm very excited and i look forward to returning to wakanda very soon (laughs) if i can
0: But uh, much like we do like to do With these uh, reviews uh, We're going to go ahead And keep it spoiler free For the first couple minutes And we'll clearly let you know When we dive into spoilers For the rest of it So if you haven't seen it yet And for some reason uh, You want to be spoiled You just (laughs) go go ahead And just carry right on through But we'll let you know When that crops up But what we also like to do Is we like to talk about Our theater going experiences Mm -hmm. Because uh, we ain't like All those fancy Hollywood types That get to see these movies Ahead of time In a nice controlled environment We go out there Just like the rest of you So Chris you told me a very interesting story coming up that would uh overwhelmingly beat mine so i'm gonna yeah. go ahead and tell mine
1: first yeah go right um, ahead. I'm, uh, I'm i'm excited to hear yours because <laughs> you don't know what mine is yet and that's the beauty of yeah, so let's go. it yeah w-
0: it wasn't it was not as much of a story but i had to wait until sunday to see this movie i literally just got back uh from this film uh i mean it's not like uh uh, uh bad circumstances boohoo i came back from vacation so don't feel bad for me that i had to wait uh till Sunday. I, I, but don't, man, I don't feel bad at all. When you're waiting for these big box office opening movies, you just got to start glazing your eyes over whenever you're on social media because you don't want to see any spoilers. So I am happy that I was able to wait uh, three days without getting any spoilers or even initial reviews. Uh, but I, I could, I was down in Mexico waiting for my flight and I even heard people sitting behind me starting talking about this movie and I just had to get up and walk away because I was like, I can't just start singing out loud so I can't hear these people or they're going to think. I'm weird so I just like walked away so uh, I knew that if it was permeating even down there when the movie wasn't even out yet I I actually looked at movie theaters down there to see if maybe I could see this on my vacation I didn't know what language it was going to be in so I didn't really know what exactly was going to happen there but I couldn't see it so I waited Um, so I get to the theater and uh, the the last thing you want to see is is the is the person coming in front of you with a baby attached to the front of them? I don't know what those things are called, but they're it, called it's swaddled. <laughs> I'm at the thing that holds the baby, so she, this woman just brings in this infant, and me and my wife just look at each other, just like, oh no, what's gonna go on here? This is like an infant in a in a big opening weekend movie. I was really nervous. I didn't want this to ruin my experience. You know, the baby starts crying even even before the trailers start rolling. We start to get a little nervous. But, you know, she takes the baby out. It's like, okay, good. We know that this uh, mom is capable of standing up and taking the baby out. So hopefully this isn't going to be an issue. Overheard the family in front of us said, uh, uh, more than likely, this baby is just going to knock out because apparently this baby just sleeps during movies. So I'm like, all right, baby, please don't ruin this movie for me. Right at the very beginning of the movie in that first scene before we see the title card um, uh, back in 1992 – uh, the, the baby starts crying and I'm just like what is going on here what's going to happen and man my movie theater props to the people in the theater with me they were on top of it like uh, we, me and my wife have pretty short fuses when it comes to this kind of stuff but man the, the people in front of them only lasted two seconds and the people to the left of them only lasted three seconds before they audibly said lady come on so I want to give props to the people in my <laughs> theater who didn't remain silent and got that lady out quick Like, it was surprising. So I I think the the moral of the story here is under no circumstances do you bring a a baby to a movie. Like, it's just it's not going to be good for anybody. Even you're not going to be able to enjoy the movie. I mean... Uh, This was an awesome opening weekend film. Get a babysitter, you know, like figure it out. They can't because the babysitter's (laughs)
1: at the movie. Everyone's Uh, at this movie this weekend.
0: You're you're right. And and then later, like somewhere in the middle of the movie, we heard some commotion in the theater behind us. So there was people back there trying to silence some people. So – Uh, There was an appetite and a hunger to see this movie, even on like a Sunday afternoon. So I don't know if the word of the mouth was getting people to the theater or maybe a lot of people out there just couldn't get to it till Sunday like me, but no one was going to let this movie get ruined for themselves. So Mm -hmm. it was, uh, everybody in my theater was getting really down to see this movie. But so it all went well. Uh, The baby uh, kept quiet, you know, normal movie experience of like maybe people crumpling their snacks too hard. I know you hate that, but.
1: Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> well, honestly, I thought yours was going to end much worse, Mike. Now, are you sitting down? Uh, I'm, I'm sitting down. You know, man. So I go to the fan event. Okay, I I, I can't stand to not someone see this movie an hour before me at six o'clock. <laughs> I gotta go at six o'clock too. Uh-huh. So I go to the fan event. I get off work. I go wait in line. We're like fifth, sixth in line at the theater. Great because uh-huh. there's no reserved seating. We get in. We get in. Get our recliner seats. I'm like, great. This is what Mike's talking about. Recline seats. You're gonna love it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. I sit down. The guy who's in front of me sets leaves a seat, sits two seats away. Great. A third mm-hmm. guy leaves a space between him, five seats away from me. Right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm sitting there. That guy looks over at us. the The one farthest away. He's like, "Hey, can you watch my seat? I'm gonna go grab a drink." Or I'm mm-hmm. like, "Or free? We get free popcorn with these tickets." So we're like, "Sure. Yeah. Whatever." The The theater's not full. It's very sparsely populated. Still, we're like, "Yeah, go ahead. We'll watch it. No big deal." <laughs> So he comes back. He looks at me. At this other guy's like, "Anyone sitting here?" We're like, "No." He moves his seat from five seats away to in between me and this other guy. I did. not Oh know. my
0: god! Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so there's an hour before this movie starts. The, the, the theater is still kind of you know three quarters empty. So he could have uh. picked anywhere. He chose to sit between us. Immediately pulls out his phone, starts a phone conversation. Oh my it's, god! What is going on? <laughs> literally on the phone until like the lights dim. He's like still ending the call. And oh he goes God. through like four phone calls. Once with this lady who he's like, Haha, you're my friend. Would you ever go out with me? Kind of Oh thing. my God, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. 30, 45 minutes this the other thirty minutes is him talking to a son. He's apparently divorced a wife. They have a kid together. He's like, Your mom, you know, I know she doesn't have a job, but she needs to research oh that video no. game before you before she uh, can buy it for you. And no. it's that over and over again and I'm like, oh my God, I can't even block this out so finally the movie starts rolling and you know he I'm like if he doesn't if he doesn't shut it off I'm gonna shut it off for him yeah, you know, that's when the right. movie starts so he, he gets off the phone that's fine he so he just ruined the hour up into the movie experience I'm already on on edge hmm I don't know 15 30 minutes into this movie he leans over grips my arm with both what? of his hands what And says, I keep waiting to see Eminem show up in this movie because apparently one of the actors was an eight mile.
0: Oh my god. And and
1: I'm like I just kinda like revolt away really quickly towards my wife, and I'm like, Oh my god, don't touch me. Oh no. It's so Oh no. (laughs) at, at, At the end of the day, my theater-going experience was very, very marred. Like, oh I had a, No
0: one wants to go to the theater and get touched by a stranger. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> especially when they had the option and the initial inclination to sit so far away. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm just – I can't even get it through my head right – Next time I'm just going to buy four tickets and, and get seats yeah, on, on either you, side. You, you, like, you need a
0: bubble. Table. You need a bubble. Yeah.
1: So – um <sighs> So I wanted to go I'm like, you know what, I, I to to be honest, I still enjoyed the movie regardless of this great, weirdo. Great. I wanted to go again today to be like, hey, I I, I want to see it again on Un- unscathed. And he was there again. Oh no, 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 thank God. So I was gonna go to another theater with reserve seating Gotcha. literally every theater i had all showings they were booked up except for like two random seats in the theater yeah
0: i was outside my theater today and i when i was walking in i heard some people go oh my god it's sold out and i assume they're talking about black panther because i don't know what i don't think they're going to see early man or whatever yeah. whatever movie came out against black panther god rest its soul uh, oh, samson yeah samson
1: was the other one this weekend <laughs> Uh, so I couldn't even I couldn't even go see it again uh, today, but uh, thankfully me and my wife have tomorrow off work. We might go see a matinee uh, on a weekday and and try to watch it again well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad
0: you were able to uh, survive that encounter but oh, man yeah I hate it when you know people think that they can just do whatever they want till the till the movie starts but you know it's all about the atmosphere you're going out to the movies it's mm-hmm. like a thing I'm not trying to be like the, the old curmudgeon that complains like oh people used to get dressed up in suit and, tie, suit and ties before they got on airplanes it's just like no there's still a bit of mystique around the movie you know when you go there just you gotta, gotta let it wash over you so I, it, it sucks that that happened to you
1: Look, we could have uh, recorded a whole podcast before this movie started, and, and you know what? We don't, because oh we're considerate. Uh, I don't need to <laughs> some conversations. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's not. we're not here to review the movie going experience, no matter how rough it ended up being. We're here to talk about Black Panther. And, That's and right. And, and as you can probably get out of this, spoiler-free, I had a really good time with this movie. I, I really, really like Black Panther. And I, I I don't know... I mean, again, a lot of people put it as their number one movie. I can't go that far yet. But I think it's in the upper echelon, maybe top five. Of, mm-hmm. of, of, maybe we have, like, what, 20 to choose from. So it's hard to <laughs> hard to pick a spot. So, I mean, I really, really had a good time with Black Panther, Mike. Um, and that was Thursday night. Hopefully, you know, I'll see it again and, and have a, even more welcoming experience, but Mike, you just walked out... You literally just walked out into this podcast. What do you think? Ooh,
0: man, it was a great uh, time. What a ride. It was such a great... Uh, environment to be in obviously no spoilers here but we all know we go to Wakanda we get to see this very uh a vibrant land a uh, bunch of awesome characters you know I think we get a really perfect balance of like the Marvel humor mixed with like the Marvel action dramatic moments this was the first I believe the first Marvel movie that ever made me start to well up technically a tear never fell down my cheek but who there was there was just a moment in this film that we'll talk about in spoilers a little bit where I was just like what's happening to me right now i don't i don't understand what's going on here so uh man so great solid performances uh badass characters whether they're male or female uh kicking butt uh there's just an amazing world that's being built here Uh, and i'm just looking at all this like wakanda tech and i'm just like oh man like tony you don't even know what you're in for here like uh, t'challa's just got you like just uh knocked down in every category yeah
1: so it's just such a fun world to be in you mean shuri (laughs) so
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah it was just it was just so cool so badass such a compelling story i mean it's it's this kind of mixture of like we've seen black panther already but we're kind of almost it's almost like a, a Chitala, uh, not, T'Challa, or, uh like it's more of like a wakanda origin story than a t'challa origin but you know we get to see we get to enter get introduced to a lot of this stuff and It's just so much fun so fun and vibrant uh we we've seen in the infinity war trailer that we're going to be seeing more of wakanda and i can totally see why who wouldn't want to go there i want to see like cap running around there doing all kinds of stuff uh i want to see people just like vibing with this uh tech um it's just a really creative way that they they tell the story with kind of uh, what Wakanda uh sits on uh metaphorically and physically and just how they are interacting with the world kind of this um I don't want to say it's like a political drama but it's almost like um Uh, I don't know. I guess it is kind of politics, you know, we're talking about kings and rulers and it was just, just so much fun. And man, Michael B. Jordan was great. mm -hmm. I'm like this, this made me want to run and watch everything Ryan Coogler has made because I think pretty much everything he's made has had Michael B. Jordan in it. So I I just, I want to go watch Creed. I want to go watch Fruitvale Station. I want to go see this stuff. Um, I, I think what the, I think this was like the first, Uh, Director of photography Uh, I think this is the first time a woman has helmed Like a budget this big uh, When it came to uh, cinematography Uh, Someone out there can correct me If I'm wrong but I think that's what it was And man the movie just looked great uh, whew, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm still absorbing it all in, but great story. Uh, like you said, definitely up there in top five for sure. But at, at this point, I think almost ranking the movies is a little bit futile because <laughs> this really, the MCU just feels like a, a season of a TV show. And every movie we get, we're getting a new episode. So I'm just like, damn, this is a really good episode of MCU right now. And then, like, oh, yeah, that other episode uh, directed by that other person. Ooh, that one was really funny. There was a lot of stuff happening there. Oh, man, mm-hmm. this episode's really dramatic. And then, oh, man, the next episode is the season finale. I can't wait for Infinity War to see what happens there. So, like, when I watch these movies, I'm, I'm just kind of taking them all in. You know, it's just like I, let, I just let the Marvel comic bookness just wash over me. So, um, you know, great Stanley cameo. We'll get we'll talk about that a little bit. But, yeah, just everything that you want in these movies, man, is so great.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I had a good time. And I think what I felt up more of whenever I walked out of this is, like, this feels like Thor, the like the Thor movies. But mm-hmm. the other side of the Thor movies, like, this is, um, I mean, like, you've got to deal with kings and kingdoms, right, and, and yeah. dealing with peoples and who are ruling them, and I think, you know, like, in in terms of the Asgards, they were openly ruling and protecting these nine realms, right? Mm-hmm. The Wakandans are like, well, we're secretly protecting our five tribes in, in Wakanda, so, like, if you want something like, it's, it's like a, the first Thor movie, but done really, really well <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, uh, I, have got to say, I love, again, the culture, the style, like, again, you, you've always used this word, um, because, because we heard it once, was Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. and they, they, I think they nail that on the head, because you get stuff in here, like, historical, like, they're still using spears and shields, and fighting, like, the old school, you know, African war, you know, styles, but you also get this, this thing of vibranium, and what does it do, and, and how does it, a little bit of it enhance things in a long way, Yeah. Um, And I really, I mean, again, we're not just strictly in Wakanda. We're in America a little bit. I think uh, we're in um, maybe South Korea for a little bit, I think. So you get to see these interactions with these characters in other parts of the world, which I also really enjoyed. And, I, I mean, I know it's no secret, but I, I, I really enjoyed the return of Claw in this one, played by Andy Circus.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I was going to ask you this. It's been a while since I've seen Ultron, the only other movie we've seen Claw in. But was he that kind of, like, fun and just wacky and yeah. just, like, in, yeah. in Ultron? I, I loved it in this. So I don't know if it was more of a progression of the character or just getting more of Circus. But, ooh, it was awesome.
1: Yeah. In that one, he was talking about the the fish eating. He was scared of cuttlefish. And mm-hmm. he offered the... the the enhanced people candies. I mean, he's just, he's not quite all there and that makes him fun, but he was <laughs> even more fun in this one, wasn't he? Yeah. And, um, again, the, the introduction, uh, or the reintroduction of, I forget the, 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 the agent's name from the CIA or whatever, Everett Ross, um, his hidden, like just wait, like not knowing how to handle Wakanda. And like, that was really like, I would feel like a lot of us, if we were to, to, you know, witnesses, we would be in his shoes. Like what is going on here? So I I really liked all, like there's nothing. I mean, I I'm actually going to go a little bit. I don't think, I think this movie suffers from some CGI uh, unfinished touches a little bit, to be honest with you, because I can tell where the green screen was on a lot of the wider shots, Uh but it's not going to detract from the overall film because this movie is two hours and 15 minutes. Mike, I, it felt like it was in there an hour and a half. Like, it just goes by so quickly. Yeah, I mean, like. That's a testament to how enthralled and, and engaged I was.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe once we jump into the spoilers and we start talking about a little bit more in depth, maybe I can try to pick up some stuff that I didn't really enjoy. But, you know, the whole time I was just, Mm -hmm. it was just great. Like, there was actually, I think we talked about this when we were uh, reviewing Thor. You know, I wanted something a little bit more dramatic. And we definitely got dramatic elements in this, uh, some that are final you know, some uh, that g- brings conclusions to characters. So I-, I think we should uh, start talking about spoilers right now.
1: Well, I think I think we should. But the last thing we're going to make box office. That's not a spoiler. Oh, okay. All we, right. we were just talking about this before it started. This movie has made, as of the article I'm reading right now, the Hollywood Reporter has made two hundred and twenty three million dollars domestic opening this weekend. And that beats Avengers, correct? Almost. Um, currently, it sits right behind the Avengers four day gross of two hundred twenty six million.
0: Ooh, and I mean, I don't know if a couple more dollars will shake down once they get the official numbers, but even second place behind The Avengers for a character we've only seen twice now is huge. I mean, the <laughs> Avengers, think about it. The first time all those characters came together on the screen, that's like almost an unbeatable combination that even Ultron couldn't replicate and yeah. not even Civil War could replicate. And then just having uh, just a little, a little Ryan Coogler film come along with uh, some of his favorite actors uh, just blowing up the box office. I mean, I think two weeks ago, they projected this movie pretty good. They were, they were saying like, oh, this is going to do good. They were, we we're thinking like $140, 150000000 yeah, you start to hear all these stories about people buying out theater so you know people from the community could go see the movie if they couldn't afford the ticket. You start to hear about
1: um, us uh, not uh, being Al- able to find tickets on <laughs> Sunday,
0: <laughs> yeah. And Al- I think Allison Bree was saying that she'd buy a ticket for anybody that, like, uh, uh, or Bree Larson, sorry, Bree Larson yeah, yeah, for yeah, anybody do the that same couldn't thing. grab it. A- Uh, So it's just like this. It's just a groundswell. And then all of a sudden, bam, all this cash. I mean, like this really makes me start to think about sequels. What are we going to do? How's the Black Panther going to evolve? There's a lot of questions here, a lot of things that we can talk about for sure.
1: Yeah. And and just to, uh, you know, for people who care about that sort of thing, 37% of the ticket buyers uh, have been Mm African-American, 35% were Caucasian, 18% were Hispanics. And most superhero movies, you know, get an African-American audience around 15%. So that's oh. obviously a huge role in this opening weekend haul, so.
0: Yeah, I, well, I think it almost goes into the theme of the movie at its core. It's like we are all one big tribe, and the whole tribe came out to buy tickets, baby. So uh, Disney's definitely not, the pocketbook mm-hmm. definitely ain't hurting, that's yeah. for sure.
1: <laughs> the movie made $200 million to produce. I don't know marketing costs, but it's already obviously... Made almost over four hundred million worldwide. So, um, yeah, they've they've got themselves a a big winner on their hands. I think.
0: Yeah, so. I'm sure uh, Kendrick Lamar's album for this is gonna make up some of that uh, dough too. So That's they're, they're think the the toys, the albums. Oh man. The costumes for Halloween. But, but most
1: importantly, the spoilers, Mike, let's get into these. You want to yeah. talk about this movie. I want to talk about this movie with you. Let's get yeah. into it. Here it is.
0: Let, let's Let's uh, let's talk about some vibranium. I was actually really surprised how much vibranium, vibranium was going to be the core of this movie without talking – about infinity gems at all. I was mm-hmm. really expecting to see that crop up or at least somebody hint at it in an after credit scene, but it wasn't. We were just all talking about it was it's almost like a theory. It's like somebody sat down one day and be like, wouldn't it be a really interesting story if just a really valuable resource just landed in the middle of a like a, 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 basically the middle of nowhere? How does that affect the villages and the people that live in that area? Well, apparently it affects everything and it makes yep. them rise up out of nothing. And I thought the way that they told the story at the very beginning, almost like a like, was it a father telling his son about the history of Wakanda? <laughs> yeah. And this really interesting kind of like sand um, story was really cool. I thought it was much more effective than how. Um uh, ego told Star Lord the story of his past with that those kind of weird ceramic porcelain well, figures. I still, when I think about that kind of visualization, it's still kind of cool and creative. But I just this felt just kind of more real and tactile. So I really uh, was resonating with well, that story.
1: I think also, I mean, I just watched Thor: The Dark World on my countdown to Infinity War today, and at the mm-hmm. beginning of it, they tell you the history of the Dark Elves or whatever, mm-hmm. and they actually showed real stuff. And I'm like, I don't care about any, of that. like I'm not engaged <laughs> in this. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think the sand stuff was cool because a it's visually impressive, and it fits along with how the technology works in the rest of that universe. Like when their intercoms come up, it looks like little sand bits coming together on the mm-hmm. holograms. I mean, even um, the 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 holographic vehicles they were driving were like came up out of the sand. So mm-hmm. the, like the vibranium, like it's kind of almost like what can't it do right now? It's it's a Boy, that's convenient. that They can do everything right now that we need. So yeah, and but I think awesome.
0: it's, yeah, and I think it was a smart choice as a storytelling device to keep it all in one area because you know you think like oh well if vibranium is just like out there in the world shouldn't it be affecting everything it's just like well yeah it should but that's why they're keeping it all in this uh this one area town city country uh is it a country I don't even know what they what yeah is Wakanda,
1: Wakanda is a, Wakanda is a, a country yeah
0: yeah so I thought that was really cool how they were holding that all down. Uh, man, it was just really interesting to see all the technology makes sense you know that's what i really liked you know i like fantastical elements in my movies but i like it also when it, it when there's a theory and a, and a reason to it so like when his black panther suit just kind of appears onto him you know that we've seen that once before and it was with tony's suit and that kind of made sense because he's like oh i embedded stuff under my skin and then it kind of like flies to those points and it assembles together but in this we we stated earlier in the movie we can see like the sand coming up we see we can see all these like kinetic bits so when it comes out of his necklace and forms a suit you know like oh okay i get it that makes i totally understand Mm -hmm. that and then we learn about the properties of vibranium and how it can hold kinetic energy that was kind of cool so i guess if maybe there's one thing i can kind of ding the movie about like that kinetic energy was maybe used a little bit too much that was kind of his like trump card that he used all the time like it's almost just like no one can hurt the black panther like you can punch him all day and the punches are just going to get thrown back at you so but that seemed that happened like four or five times. So Just like maybe there's another way Black Panther could like fight. I think maybe he also needs like his own Achilles heel. Um, besides just like kind of the sonic waves because when I when his own people were fighting him at the end of the movie I never thought for a second he was in trouble like he's in like this impenetrable suit like no one's yeah. gonna beat him up he's just gonna turn on his little uh, reverse boom switch that is in a suit and these people are just gonna fly everywhere because we've seen it a couple times now so maybe that could have been tweaked a little bit but when so much right is going in your movie it's just easy to not like dwell on these little things you know
1: well it also made for an interesting fight scene there at the end and, and I I've got to say uh-huh. my my concerns about the villain being a color palette swapped version of the hero, hugely thrown out the window by the end of this uh-huh. movie.
0: Yeah, because Michael B. Jordan just knew how to bring the attitude. And he just made himself the polar opposite of T'Challa, but still compelling in a totally different way.
1: Yeah, but so like whenever they were fighting with the two similar suits, it, you had to get smart with it. And I think that uh-huh. was maybe why they only had like the one feature. Cause it was all about the user of the suit rather than the suit itself, I guess at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and they did
0: a good job making, uh, making, uh, the king be somebody that can fight without the power of the suit. So it's just like you have to earn the suit. Almost like we've seen Tony say in these previous movies, like whether it's himself or with uh, Peter Parker, like you're not just a hero cause you put on this awesome badass stuff, you're a hero because what's underneath it. So it's kind of cool to see that theme kind of transition through all these movies.
1: Yeah, so I mean let's let's just go ahead and we don't normally do this, but let's go ahead and like break down a little bit of the story a little bit just to mm. so we know where it is. So you mentioned it starts in nineteen ninety two and we get to see a young king to China. Uh, meet what are called the War Dogs. And War Dogs are apparently implanted spies around the world, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of an interesting add-on to this because I've never heard of that myself. And um, his brother, the king's brother, was a War Dog. And then um, Forrest Whitaker's Shuri was a... Oh, not Shuri. Was it Shuri? No. What's his name? I don't remember a lot of the names, so you can just say Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker's <laughs> character um, was, was a, another implanted... you know, There to watch him. So you find out how... A, Claw got all the vibranium early on, and and that there's some, you know, not all Wakandans have the same ideals, so there's a little bit of infighting there. We get to see, we have this picks up right after Civil War, you know, the Black Panther has to fight to earn his right to, I guess, T'Challa has to fight to earn the right to be the Black Panther and King of the Tribes. Uh He gets to fight M'Baku, um, which I was one of the coolest characters at the end of the day, to <laughs> yeah. be honest. And so his fights were, the fighting was fun there at Warrior Falls. Then um, I've, I've, they go to South Korea to capture Claw, and we get to see some of the Claw's hand for the first time. We'll talk about that later. That was really cool. Get introduced to Everett Ross and a little bit of backstory behind Killmonger. Killmonger comes, takes the throne because he's just kind of a dick, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, Black Panther is almost dead. They bring him back because of the heart-shaped herb. We'll talk about how vibranium affects the, the plants. And then ends up fighting um, Killmonger at the end and, and winning and saving the day. And at the end, they pull a, an Iron Man. We're like, we are going to help the, the, the world now by, with yeah. our stuff. But he didn't yeah, say there's... I am Black Panther. I was hoping he was gonna say that. But <laughs> yeah, that's didn't.
0: what I that's what I thought too. In the first after credit scene where he's talking to the UN council, and then it just ends with him with that grin on his face. I thought maybe the the suit was gonna appear over him, but like uh, it's probably a good thing that it didn't because it just kind of leaves you uh, wondering, oh, what happened in there? Yeah. Just like oh, just wait, where's you know, it we'll gonna show go? You. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, we can talk about the other after credit scene uh, real quick because yeah. uh, we got to see that other white boy that they were talking about, which uh, was Buck hanging out in a little hut somewhere in Wakanda so I'm glad that we got to see him crop up maybe not the most compelling after credit scene I was kind of hoping uh t'challa's sister maybe would hint at like oh you know she said there's more to show you or more to tell you i was like oh i thought maybe she said oh we're we're, we're gonna need you ready soon i got you a new arm because uh shit's about to go down so uh, i think uh, it's cool to see bucky again he's looking like he's uh looking like he's got a nice cup of coffee and look like he's ready to go yeah. so uh, hey,
1: nice man bun i'm <laughs> um, like he's, he's he was rocking the man bun uh, <laughs> on, on the, the little misty lake there but i think I mean, I agree it's not the most energetic, like pump you up in credit scene, but the movie had so much pump you up. I think having a nice subtle in credit scene before we get, like you said, our season finale in a couple months. I think it's good. I think it was okay. I think it was a nice mixture there. Yeah, overall. but uh Oh, and, yeah, so- and while we're mentioning just, just kind of Easter eggs and, and, and stuff like that, the Stanley cameo is my favorite one of all the movies <laughs> in this one. It's probably the longest he's had in any of the movies as well. Because yeah, and it
0: was interesting to see him in a scene where it didn't look like he was just on his own, or maybe even <laughs> shot differently. He may have been shot on a green screen and added in there, but he actually really felt like he was in the scene for once. Yeah, you know?
1: he, he was stealing those those credits <laughs> that he won on at the dice game. That was just he's like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put these put these over here a little yeah. bit was... S-
0: stan i thought you were a watcher i thought you're supposed to be watching and not disturbing you can't just go around stealing people's poker chips you know what what do are you doing he here, was man?
1: watching the poker <laughs> chips he didn't say he was stealing them he was gonna watch uh, them. so he was he's technically guess, a watcher
0: yeah there you go so, so uh we were, i think we were maybe want to talk about some characters now, that's uh, so i was
1: actually going to ask you who's your favorite character mike
0: Ooh, I think it's gotta be Michael B. Jordan I just, I, I love the okay. layers of, he wasn't just a standard like you said, color swapped uh, villain, he actually had some pretty strong motivations, I mean like, what's gonna happen to a kid when he grows up uh, without a father, and then he finds out about all this like, crazy mystic stuff that happens in his past, but he's not 100% sure, I mean that's really gonna screw with you, knowing that the, the, con- the magical country that you came from just kind of disowned you, I mean that is very clear motivation, and i just love the the attitude and swagger that he had and when he kind of basically kicked down the door of wakanda and showed up he's like i want that throne it's just like yeah i could totally see why you'd want that and maybe wakanda needs to rethink how easy it is for somebody to become king (laughs) because it seems like just a you're just a simple fight away and that's just kind of opening the door for basically you're saying only people that are really badass fighters can ever be king because if you're not a badass fighter you're gonna be dismantled very quickly so it's actually a funny uh, line that a lot of movies have to walk whenever you're talking about Kings and uh, being an heir to a throne, because it's just like in the modern world, I think most of humanity agrees some form of democracy is the best will of the people. Mm. So I don't know if maybe in the future, Wakanda will kind of go that way to be possibly a little bit more fair, but I mean, this is a, a superhero movie, so I'm not really thinking too much into that, but yeah, I was totally down with Michael B. Jordan's motivation. Uh, he was a badass fighter. I loved his, as his, his aesthetic, the scars that he has on him yeah um, yeah I, I thought that was gonna be more like cultural or maybe something to do with wakani she's like no man i just put one of these on me every time i kill somebody so that was really badass and then man at the end when t'challa finally gets him and, and and stabs him at the last second before his suit comes back on and then he's just like sitting there just like dazed and just like he knows that he just lost he's impressed but also he's just sad that he finally came all this way and he just couldn't do it he just all this like was just flooding all over him then i was just like i was kind of like like dwelling up a little bit there that's where the tear almost fell because i was just like there's just this this kid that rose up from nothing with no help from anybody and even though he did it with like some of the worst intentions and he was a dick about it he still achieved it and then it's just taken away from him like that. And then in uh, T'Challa was a bro and took him outside and showed him the sunset. And I was just like, oh man, he still went out like a badass by almost like basically he didn't st- he didn't kill himself by stabbing himself, but he just kind of just went out his own way. So man, mm-hmm. what an awesome character. Obviously, it it's it's sad to see a good villain go. Uh, because you, you kind of want Marvel to keep their villains, but you definitely can't ding this movie for a crappy villain, that's for sure. We had two awesome ones, Claw and Michael B. Jordan. This is true. Killmonger.
1: I think, I think my biggest, if I was to knock the movie as a whole, it's the the, the period where um, Killmonger becomes the, the king, and he's like, we're going to give weapons, and then the next time we see him, he's already shipping the weapons out. It mm-hmm. happens so quickly. I'm like, what happened in the middle here? Because I don't believe that the, the kingdom would just flop over and be like, okay, we're going to give weapons to everybody. Because everyone else has been like, no, we don't want to share anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like my biggest complaint. But I think my, again, my favorite characters, it, it's hard, it gets hard to choose because I just, I like, I like Shuri, uh, the sister, a lot. She was very mm-hmm. fun and energetic and was like, you know, here's like, I don't know, imagine like a young Tony Stark. He's, she's like, I'm building <laughs> all this stuff and we're going to, you know, have fun with it. I got to yeah. upgrade it.
0: I love the scene with her where she tells her brother to like to hit the suit and then he yeah. kicks it and then it just like flies across. The she's like, no, not that hard. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. And
1: then she's like, oh, yeah, do it again. Do it again. And then it yeah. throws him backwards. It was pretty. And why
0: are you recording?
1: Yeah. You delete that. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty good. And then I get like I said, M'Baku, uh, um, again, the, the the fifth tribe who's kind of exiled themselves. But like they're still not above honor and you know repaying yeah. debts.
0: I thought I thought that dude was gonna be a bad guy for sure, and he ended up being uh being cool with it.
1: Yeah, I mean he was his kingdom's imposing. Where he sits looks really cool with all those spears pointed down to his throne over the the peak of the 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 mountains. Yeah, but don't the, worry
0: too much though. He's a vegetarian. He's yeah, not gonna eat you. He's not gonna the, eat
1: you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he just shows up at the battlefield, and you're like, "What the hell's that?" Oh. Oh, it's the tribe that has women warriors as well. They're just coming in here and they're just sla- like slaughter, <laughs> but they they definitely put the hurt on the mm-hmm. Wakandan um, warriors. But there's also there's so many strong women characters in this. Like oh yeah, you've got like, I mean you've got like uh, a Koye and Nakia, and then um, his I can't think of his mother's name, but like the the women in this are just as strong as the men characters, and like they can mm-hmm. hold their own at the end of the day. Like seeing uh, Nakia fight Killmonger with her little discs was like. I was like, I was like, I'm impressed with this. So I, I don't know. And then having the women, um, the uh, Dora Malaje, be the fighters for the king as well. Um, the I, I can't, I can never pronounce her name, uh, <laughs> Dana Guerrera, I believe. She's in The Walking Dead. She played a Koye. But when she's swinging that staff around in the like the South Korean like gambling room, I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. She I I wouldn't want to fight her. She's gonna put the hurt on somebody.
0: So. <laughs> yeah that's for sure uh yeah it was just uh so badass i, I like seeing uh how, how badass all of these characters can be even when they technically come from like privilege and i wish a lot of the m- more of uh, our world was like that where if you have all of this power and all of these resources they were all very driven to kind of like give back like um, uh uh t'challa's uh ex-girlfriend yeah Uh, Anakia was basically just like I can't just like hang out in this uh, Paradise where like people all around us Are just like being like screwed over You know so she's like embedding herself in like uh, Trucks of like people Kidnapping women and just like kicking ass Man that was so cool
1: yeah, no, it really is. Uh, one of the, speaking of that scene, I always think about like the the trailer had the don't freeze, and then we find out why he, why he's freezing in the movie uh-huh. because he's seen his his ex girlfriend, <laughs> and then yeah. they keep playing like they keep teasing him about it. Like later <laughs> on, They're like oh, did this. he
0: freeze? He's like like a what did they say like a, an elk, in like the an headlights el- or antelope in in the headlights, <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so like, and even like when he gets back to the kingdom, like yeah, he froze, didn't he? They're like, yeah. yeah, he did. So it's it's just it was fun to see. Like I don't know, like the 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 connections like the chemistry between all the characters was there and and it felt really good yeah uh, and to, poor kind of see that
0: poor Forrest Whitaker can't make it out of a Disney movie alive that's for sure no 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 he can't <laughs> whether it's Rogue One or, or Black Panther he always seems to be sacrificing himself so uh I guess uh good for you buddy uh you're yeah. you're definitely being nice
1: <laughs> but I think we're also missing an important thing you know, D- T'Challa Chadwick Boseman himself oh yeah like. It goes without saying, he... It's probably one of the highlights... Like, the highlight of the movie. Like, he sells the character so hard. And he just... I mean, I heard him... You hear him talking, he doesn't have that Wakandan accent. And you're like, what? Like, he, he delivers his lines perfectly. You feel for him. He just acts his heart out. And it's 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 more than a role for him, I think. I mean, again, this movie has transcended just filmmaking. This is a cultural phenomenon. It's,
0: it's almost a, a really... Good sign of writing and directing and acting, and you can kind of almost make like a like a Boy Scout character, charismatic and just engaging, because that's kind of what Captain America's character is. Like Captain America and T'Challa are basically both almost infallible. They're kind of there to be the pillars of heroes out there, and kind of their flaws almost coming come from being too good. You know, always putting themselves. Forward and just gets them in trouble. Maybe a little bit of inexperience might be their flaws, but it's always good when you can make that Boy Scout character just like really fun and engaging because it, man, it's easy to make Tony Stark lovable just because he's just kind of like a little bit of like a scoundrel. He's got kind of Swarmy and stuff like that. So, um, our swarmy, smarmy, I, smarmy? I guess I'm thinking about Swarma. I guess he likes Swarma. So, uh, yeah, so the flawed characters are usually a bit more uh, fun mm. to write, but uh, man, yeah, I, I was just, I just love him. He's just like so fun. I just want to go hang out with him and just get someone like I feel like if I ever have a problem in my life I could go to T'Challa and he'd tell me exactly what to do and I know it was right and I never question it
1: yeah yeah and he he's so he believes it so hard himself that like you, you, like you said he can't do he can't do wrong because he's, mm-hmm. he really believes in it and um, I think that's what makes him a good team up with Captain America come Infinity War yeah, uh, but also other characters. I mean, again, we, we talked a little bit about Claw, but like he was so unhanded in this one, it was yeah, so he, fun to watch him.
0: Yeah, and it, he was he's and he's so perfectly set up because we saw him dealing with vibranium and Ultron. You know, take it or leave it. The, the Ultron itself, the movie, but it, it set up Claw in a, in a really perfect way. And I I don't think we should um not look at him dying I mean that's a big deal not a lot in these movies uh, do existing characters that we've built up have final finalized deaths so seeing him be dispatched in the movie I thought you know that had a little bit of weight to it for sure because and, and that's a really good thing because when I saw him get basically killed off screen That always instinctually makes me think, oh, he's not dead or he's coming back to life or something's happening um, because we just see the gunshot. We don't see him die. And the next time we see him, he's dead in a body bag. So it's just like, oh, okay, it's nice to bring some weight and consequences back to the MCU. Maybe not the biggest death we've seen in a while. You know, uh, I think maybe Odin dying was a little bit more substantial in a uh, Ragnarok, but he didn't, even, he kind of just turned in the fairy dust. I don't really know well, how much he, impact that had.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of the characters dying, you just don't see, you can't foreshadow a lot of them. And you didn't, honestly, when you go in the movie, you don't know Killmonger is trying to get claw to get back into Wakanda. Like mm-hmm. you, you, think, Oh, he's working with them and they're all going to attack Wakanda later kind of thing. So, um, it was definitely an interesting vibe and you know, his hand cannon was interesting. He was having a fun time with that being goofy. I don't know. It was just, uh, I don't know. I really liked Claw in this one, and I, I look yeah. forward to going back and rewatching him.
0: Man, I would have loved to see like a one shot of maybe when the Blu Ray comes out, maybe it'll be like a deleted scene or a flashback of how Claw ended up making it out of Wakanda because he said he was the only one that had ever been there and he made it out. I, it would have been really cool to see because it's so locked down. I'd love to see how you heist something out of that city. So it just goes to show how resourceful. Well-
1: he is. They they well he did mention uh, they they set explosions and killed a bunch of people and he got out mm-hmm. under the cover of the explosion so yeah. they at least said, told us a little bit about it mm-hmm. um then we also got to see the panther realm where all the all, other black panthers but they're not black panthers live because you see your relatives it looks like because when killmonger went under the heart-shaped herb he saw his dad in their apartment uh growing up and instead of yeah. you know T'Challa saw his dad and all the other Black yeah, Panther's it's, in his it's lineage.
0: Like, it's like everybody's own little happy place, I guess. And who knows it? I guess we're not 100% sure if they're actually communicating with the dead or not. Or maybe it's more of just kind of like a mind trip. But I think that kind of goes back to the asteroid that hits uh, Wakanda and, mm. and, 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 like you said, infects the plants. So maybe they are actually doing something. I think maybe... An Infinity War, since there are scenes in the trailer that we see an invasion against Wakanda from um, uh, Thanos' horde of uh, whatever they're called. The um, Outriders. The Outriders. So I think there there is an Infinity Stone there. I don't know if it's embedded uh, deep in that mine, or maybe they know about it and they just didn't bring it up in the movie. Maybe it's just some sort of sacred gem that they hold on to and they don't know what it don't know exactly what it does, but maybe that's what made the vibranium like powerful. Like maybe vibranium was just like a normal like iron ore, but fuck you, you throw an infinity stone in it for long enough. It turns into vibranium, crashes in the earth, you know, gets into the plants.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a crazy theory I had like two and a half years ago about this. So I'm I'm (laughs) totally on board, but the more I think about it, the more I actually think, yeah, it didn't really tell us, but I could also see them totally bringing the vision here to hide them from Thanos's, um, armies and because well, Wakan- as we saw wakanda technology and power is above everything else iron man has nothing on what's going on in, in <laughs> wakanda yeah. so if you need to protect the vision from getting his stone ripped out where are you going to take him yeah if- I- wakanda so <laughs> I-, I can lean either way right now on this because i mean hopefully we see more war rhinos is really all i want to see yeah like, <laughs> Because that was that was really fun as well. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can go either way on the Soul Stone right now. Like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, but but I'm really curious about these, these flower things. So these flowers are the hearts inside of them. I don't know exactly what
1: they are. They're heart-shaped herbs is what they're called. And they, they blossom. The, the vibranium infused with the ground and they grow in the garden area. And they, they give the Black Panther his uh, powers.
0: Yeah, so I was kind of curious: Are these things that anybody can eat and get powerful, or once you eat it, the the power is there permanently? Because we don't really see um, uh, we don't really see T'Challa doing a lot of hero. Uh, superhero things outside of his suit we do see him jump from the first floor to the second floor in the casino without his suit on so that kind of makes me think oh those do give him enhanced abilities outside of maybe just uh, fighting with maybe extra stamina So, so I'm kind of curious exactly what these things do and now we know there's no more of them they were all burnt down and kind of the last one was used to bring him back to life. I thought maybe they would hint they would bring that up again, saying like, oh, now this is the truly the last king of Wakanda, or maybe at least the last Black Panther of Wakanda, because we can't make any more Black Panthers. Yeah, I guess we can put the suit on a new person or anybody that wants to put the suit on, like Iron Man, but no one's gonna be able to eat any more of those flowers unless maybe they're growing in secretly in a mountain somewhere and just nobody knows about it. So I thought maybe there might be a little bit more of consequences behind those.
1: So the, he does have powers outside of the suit. That's why they have to make him take the anti heart shaped herb juice before they fight at Warrior Falls. Otherwise, oh, he would just that's, win in, instantly. Oh,
0: that's what that was. I was really curious what that was. I was like, are they giving him just some sort of like ritualistic like Red Bull or something? But I guess that makes sense because when he drank it, you know, he kind of his veins got all dark and he was kind of twitching. But yeah, I wasn't really sure what that yeah. was. So that they, they bring
1: up. him back down to just normal levels. So it's essentially kind of like a ingestible super soldier serum for, mm-hmm. that you can get, and and it does. I don't know if he has healing or what what extra powers he has from that. But um, yeah, so th- that's what that does. And yeah, there are no more that we know of. Um, I don't know if they'll touch that or not because maybe, maybe they don't want to announce that to the rest of the tribes that the, all that's all gone. It may it may grow back later. We don't know. So um, I think leaving the the results of that for another movie are probably smarter than trying to shove it in this one. The yeah. End. Well. So.
0: Well. Let Let's talk about that too, since we're we're kind of uh, wrapping it up here. Let's talk about what is holds the future of black panther because obviously a movie that does this well is is, we're not just going to get one black panther movie we're going to get kind of like that solid trilogy that all of our kind of individual characters get you know we might see uh team-ups maybe in the in the in the sequels going forward maybe we'll throw i don't know spider-man in the third black panther movie i don't know why that
1: makes sense but who knows maybe you know what you do what do you, you do? You put Storm in there when the X Men come into the oh, universe. Oh,
0: speaking of that, I'm wearing my Storm shirt right now that I got from Box Lunch, so that's a free plug for you, Box Lunch. You,
1: and you, you didn't wear you didn't wear Black Panther to the movie? Uh,
0: no, because like you said, you don't. When you go see your favorite brand, you don't wear their shirt. You got to wear another band's shirt. That,
1: that's right. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> well, so but, yeah. I mean, I I think you know going forward, you've got to deal with. I think now everyone knows about Wakanda, and maybe someone might be trying to come in and maybe invade it. I, but, I mean, that might be too close to Infinity War, but I, I think you've got to deal with now the world knows about Wakanda and the Vibranium, and, like, maybe, you know, they're trying to figure out why, like, maybe some sort of money thing, because technically Black Panther would be the most richest person in the MCU because uh-huh. of the cost of Vibranium is so high, and as the king he would own it all kind of thing, so...
0: Yeah, uh, I would really curious how you uh, oppose Wakanda and future sequels. Um, I would like even though I was raving on and on about how much I, I loved that country it would be kind of cool I like seeing Black Panther outside of it though you know he seems so at home so safe and so cozy in Wakanda that when a threat shows up of course he's going to protect it and he's going to have everything at his disposal uh, his family and all of that but yeah I kind of like I really liked him in Civil War when he was just kind of like out there in the streets just being a badass on his own all solo so I think I, I want to see him solo again for sure without his uh, his cue uh, from Mr from uh um, from 007 backing him up with all these gadgets so maybe there'll be a, a similar iron man three type of movie where he gets stripped of a lot of his powers but even though we do kind of see uh, part of that in this movie when he's uh, fighting one-on-one so yeah i'd be really curious what the sequels of a black panther movie would be does it go a little bit cosmic do we do we I don't know a whole lot about his uh, origin and his villains. I suppose maybe we bring up another villain that maybe comes from a different part of uh, Africa. Maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you how do you conquer Wakanda when it's well, like so big and gigantic? I, where I do you find you, the stories in there?
1: I tell you what, you've given me an idea. Like this could also kind of be like I remember the Wakanda technology is now publicly available, but people are building weapons out of it and T'Challa uh, okay. finds it like, yeah, you know, we this is not our our goal. We did not want this to happen you know, with this technology. So he has to take it upon himself to find out who's doing this. Maybe bring back Justin hammer and hammer technologies. Oh from yeah. Iron that'd Man. be cool. And be like, I'd like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there are ways, I think, you know, to me, the way would be, you know, the falling out of opening up your, your country to the world. What, where does that leave the rest of the world at? So, um, that might be something I, I honestly have nothing offhand because I like claws a villain and maybe they bring him back as pure Sonic, sound like he is like his body's sonic sound but i doubt that's gonna happen at all <laughs> yeah it
0: might be a little bit too abstract
1: <laughs> but wakanda may be you know left reeling after thanos's invasion so maybe rebuilding uh, wakanda from the ground yeah, up as yeah well.
0: yeah i guess we got to remember that uh who knows maybe it'll go the same route as at uh, asgard and this, like, oh, nope, T'Challa or uh, Wakanda is about the people, not about the place. And then maybe Thanos just uh, wrecks some stuff. But uh, I guess we're going to see what happens. Maybe you yeah. th- al- always go to space. Maybe the third Black Panther movie, he goes to the moon.
1: I don't <laughs> know. You, you don't got to go to space. They <laughs> ain't nobody going to space. But I wouldn't be surprised if they already had someone there. Yeah, really. So, um, yeah, honestly, at the, at the end of the day, I've got to watch it again because, my again, my experience was a little marred. Uh, but I really look forward to Black Panther. I really liked it. Everything there is just it all adds together. Like this is definitely a Marvel hit. One I'm not going to have a problem rewatching. Yeah, I mean, so, talk
0: talk talk about a way to to start the year. We're starting it strong and solid. Uh, I think what our I think our next spoiler cast uh, showing up is a, is going to be another Marvel incarnation of Jessica Jones season two. But yeah. the next big movie is going to be Infinity War coming up in May, and whoo that's well, sneaking up.
1: Uh, maybe, unless we do Pacific Rim, Mike, because... Oh,
0: you know, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I Pacific guess we're segueing away from back Black Panther here, but yeah, I want to get in those crazy uh, D-Box seats. I want to smell the
1: movie for the first time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> well, all right, then. Well, uh, sure, why not? So, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, if if we were to sit here and, and honestly listen from a... Watch Black Panther in theaters, go see it. This is this is not your standard superhero fare. This is not your Justice League. This is This is going to knock your socks off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, but Mike, we've got a regular episode to record, so let's go do that. We're going to talk about regular news. So, um, but if people want to find you and what you're up to, and where can they do that at?
0: Well, that's right. You can follow me at Mike Royer Design at Instagram and Twitter. And you can uh, read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, see what you're up to, see if you're maybe getting touched by more strangers at the movie theater. Where can they find you?
1: Look, this is not a PB <laughs> Herman scenario, but you know what? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter at Valdan V-A-L-D-A-N. Head over to Comic UI, head over to YouTube, search the DNN, see the videos we did there. Last week, my host, uh, John, uh, who, who filled in for Mike, um, me and him do unboxings, and we we unbox the Thanos on a throne. So, um, I know I know you'd be interested in seeing that, Mike. It was it's huge, it's nice. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, but if uh people are listening to us for a review of Black Panther, but they want to know the regular show we do every week, where can they find that at?
0: That's right. Please visit superhero slate dot com. That's the best place to find all the Avenue. Avenues that we host our show And you can find us on iTunes, YouTube Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week You can like us on Facebook Follow us on Twitter and Instagram And if you want to get some merch Head on over to superhero store. we got some t-shirts and mugs and cups And uh, hoodies and stuff over there uh, If you're a fan of the show Please consider leaving us a review We really love that uh, Hit us up on iTunes I think we love reviews there We love uh, comments and uh, likes and subscribes Whatever you do over there on YouTube uh we're out there all over the place so we love hearing from you and if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week and this week we're here twice so make sure you're subscribed and you'll get our weekly news episode and catch up on all the stuff uh that you missed last week when it comes to superhero stuff uh we're going to be talking about uh an Incredibles 2 trailer coming up here shortly and that's basically the only way you're going to get a good Fantastic Four movie so uh stay tuned and uh, uh we love you
1: that's right uh we will catch you uh, for our next review jessica jones but if not subscribe to our weekly show and we'll catch you there see you guys all right bye bye. thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe you're you're now a bad ombre aren't you you went to mexico you turned into a bad ombre